When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. James Fay, jumper, good! NBA history in Los Angeles! LeBron James, a record that had stood for almost four decades, now belongs to the King. A record that has stood for nearly 40 years. Many people thought would never be broken. LeBron, you are the NBA's all-time scoring leader. I would never, ever, in a million years, uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. Great, great moment in Los Angeles last night. Kind of reminded me of Cal Ripken back in the day, can't you? It was that kind of a celebration minus the, Mm -hmm. you know, 15-minute trip around the ballpark. Uh, It was pretty good. No, I just mean, you know, LeBron wasn't... Going to go around and slap everybody's hand. No, 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 no. But no, I'm saying like it was absolutely on that level of a celebration of a player and a remarkable achievement. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app in less than 10 minutes. Swoge will join us. Who knows if a bomb will drop between now and then. And there are some uh, more rumors popping up around the Lakers in adding someone to the mix who we have not talked about a former a Laker. Lot. That's a former Laker, by the way. Yeah. Bringing him back. We'll get into mm-hmm. that with Woj in just a few minutes. But, Kenty, uh, as much as it was a special, special night last night in Los Angeles, as LeBron becomes the NBA's all-time leading scorer, I thought this was a, a rather interesting comment after the game about where he is in his career right now. I know I can play a couple more years. You know, um, you know the way I'm feeling, the way my body's been uh, reacting to me throughout this course of the season. You know, I know I can play a couple more years. It's just, it's all about my mind. You know, if my mind is still into it, if I'm still motivated to go out and try to compete for championships, because. I feel like that's what I can still uh, do for for any group of guys, for any franchise. I can go out there and still help win multiple championships or win a championship. So that's my mindset. But it's all about the mind. If my mind is sharp and I feel motivated to go out and prepare myself every single day, then you're not going to continue to play this game. I, I'm Listen, I don't think I'm saying I'm reading too much into it when I hear LeBron say for any franchise as opposed to for the Lakers over the next couple of years. I think that is, hey, Whether or not it's going to be here, I could certainly do it somewhere else, and I have more than enough left in the tank to do it somewhere else if that happens. So a couple of things. Number one, after hearing it, I've changed my opinion, and I'm probably leaning more toward what you're saying, um, that he would entertain the possibility of playing elsewhere. And, Carlin, I think the reason why he would do that is because he's made it clear throughout the years that he wants to play with his son, Bronny. He wants to play with his son, Bronny, and wherever Bronny would land in the NBA, that would be the franchise that LeBron would be amenable to go into. Now, we're still a couple of years away from that being a reality, but I think that's in part what that comment was about. Now, the other aspect of it, which I think is fascinating, is LeBron James also campaigning for his own greatness in the sense that he's been able to compete at a level at age 38 that we haven't seen any other player in NBA history be able to do. 
Like there are some guys that have won championships in their latter years, but not been the focal point of that team competing for a championship. And LeBron James is still playing at a high level. The, the, the reason why the Lakers are underachieving this year ain't got nothing to do with him. It's about what's around him. Anthony Davis being hurt and Rob Palenka not doing the best job when it comes to overall roster construction. But I think LeBron James is saying, hey, even at age 38, I can still be the centerpiece of a championship contending team. And that's something that Michael Jordan can't claim. That's something that we didn't see in Kobe's latter year was the years with the Lakers. Like th- that's something that that is a little bit of a rarefied air. And so I think when we talk about the greatness of LeBron James in its totality, the longevity has to be a big piece of it. But but you don't see you don't see anything in saying as opposed to the Lakers for any franchise. I mean, well, to I me, I see something I just, there. I just told, I just told you the, the the thing that I think is there is him leaving the door open to leave L.A. to go play for whatever team. Yeah, Bronny James is on. I think that that's the that's the possibility that he would say. I don't think LeBron James is going to ring chase anywhere else. I don't think he's saying, "Oh, well, you know, I think I got a chance to to go to this franchise and and win another ring." I don't think it's about that for him. Uh, I think yeah. he's kind of. Listen, you want to compete for rings. Don't don't get me wrong, but I think the motivation behind that comment is saying that if I'm on a team with my son, Bronny, then I can make us a a contender. I can make us competitive. Yeah, That's what he's put there. He's putting that out there in the ether because he wants to play with his son in a couple of years. See, I I get that, but I I kind of deviated away from it. I, I went the other way with it. I went it to think... All right, is LeBron now looking at this whole thing and he's going to hear? He certainly heard about it last night, was asked about it by Shaq last night. You know, are you the greatest of all time? And those discussions and those debates and all that stuff that goes on. And what do people point to immediately when they talk about him? Championships. Mm-hmm. Not as many as Michael. Yeah. Is that something that starts to come back a little bit in your mind as, as this is going on? I I would not rule that out. I, uh, he's, I he's so, been very Carlin, plain I, about the Bronny thing before. He's been very plain about it. But, like, that's not what it was last night to me. It felt more like, you know what? This ain't going well, guys. And maybe this offseason we start talking about something else. That's what it felt like to me. Well, Carlin, think about it from this perspective. When he initially went to L.A., it wasn't about championships. It was about him being able to set up his business opportunities off the court in the second largest market in the country. That's what it was about. Like, he's got a film and television company. That is probably good good thing to be in Hollywood if you want to do that. Like that like that's I understand why he, all that. That's why he went to L.A. So for him to shelf all of those reasons off the court as to why he played – he signed up to play for the Lakers, to, for him to shelf that to all of a sudden pivot to going back to ring chasing, I just don't see that. The only reason that I could see him leaving the Lakers to go play for another franchise is to go play with his son. I don't think it's even about trying to close the gap with Michael Jordan in terms of ring count. I don't think that's what's motivating him at this stage in his career. I just don't see it that way. I, I, know I, just, you want, I know you want it to be about that. No, I, I don't know, want it to be about that. I, 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 I don't really care either way what it's about. I, I do look at, though, when guys have specific, especially a guy like LeBron. LeBron yeah. always knows exactly what he is saying into the microphone. Sure. He, he knows every 
word. I'm not parsing words when it comes to LeBron James when I hear that. And so that's why I immediately went there. And I, I don't think it's outlandish it's not no, no, you're, not, you're not crazy to think that. And here's the other no. thing that LeBron James always does, Carlin. He always finds a way to keep pressure on the front office of whatever team he plays for, right? This That's why true. LeBron James signs all of these short-term deals because he wants maximum flexibility. And if the front office doesn't do what he wants them to do in the timing that he wants it, then he always flirts with potentially leaving that franchise. And most of the time, ownership steps in and acquiesces to what LeBron wants because they recognize how valuable he is to them, how profitable he makes their franchise. So I do think there is some of that coming out in this moment, especially with days before the trade deadline. That's why we're hearing grumblings of the Los Angeles Lakers potentially dabbling in the trade market and making, a, I guess, would be a significant move in terms of trying to upgrade the talent level around Braun and seeing what this team could do this year as opposed to sitting on your hands and waiting for Kyrie Irving to become a free agent and potentially sign with you this summer. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Now, we have to apologize uh, because Woj was scheduled to join us, but uh, as you can imagine, this is an incredibly busy time for Woj, and he just had to postpone on us uh, because there are different things that are cooking, and you were hinting around one of them a second ago, mm-hmm. and that's the Lakers uh, reportedly showing interest in a three-team deal that would involve D'Angelo Russell, coming back and look if you're adding d'angelo russell to the lakers i think that's a big help oh i I love that move that's huge and here's the great thing about the d-low contract carlin it's expiring so you i Mm -hmm. mean it feels like this is a situation where the minnesota timberwolves and the los angeles lakers are saying hey we got an expiring contract you got an expiring contract let's see what we can do in terms of helping you get rid of a couple of your contracts that you won't want, add a player at a position of need that might blend well or be better with LeBron James than Russ is, and and you guys go ahead and take Russ for half a season, and you have the opportunity to clear $47 million in cap space going into the summer. To me, that's something that makes sense for both sides. It doesn't take away the opportunity for the Lakers to have cap room this summer for Kyrie, in in theory. So I I like that potential move. And here's the thing. D'Lo is a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. And oh, yeah. you have to have around LeBron Can't James. Be, I'm a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. Well, well that's Come my on. point, though, Carlin. What yeah. do you have to have around LeBron James? You Shooters. have to have shooting. And D'Lo can do that. So, I mean, I think it's a good move. It's a better fit in terms of the player, uh, the players that will be involved. So, I, I like that potential move for the Lakers if they were able to pull that off. Now, there are a couple of other things that are at work here as we uh, have a couple of sound bites from Woj uh, from last night. First of all, leave it to Russ, right? On the night that LeBron is chasing the record, at halftime of the game, he and Darvin Ham getting into it. I mean, of course, right? Uh, it, it, he apparently was lingering a little bit too long on the floor, and as a result... Darvin ripped into him. Here's Woj, of course, our NBA senior insider on that situation. Halftime of last night's loss to Oklahoma City in L.A., I'm told Darvin Ham, the Lakers coach, and Russell Westbrook, they got into a heated verbal exchange, relatively brief, 
Darvin Ham expressed some frustration uh, with how slowly Russell Westbrook left the game late in the second quarter when he subbed him out. I think he, people saw on the telecast. He was slow to go to his uh, seat. Uh, they went at it a little bit in the locker room verbally, and then the conversation switched back to trying to win what was an important game beyond LeBron James uh, passing uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So the Lakers needed the game, yes. and Russ is getting into it with Darvin Ham at halftime. And as a yeah. result, here's, let's hear a little bit more from Woj on the fact that, shockingly, they are trying to trade Russ. The Lakers have tried for months to use Russell Westbrook's contract in a trade. They've not had any success doing that, attaching a draft pick, maybe even two draft picks, you know, to make the money work on a deal. They're going to be active right until that 3 p.m. Eastern deadline tomorrow. You know, they've tried to hang in there with Boyan Bogdanovich in uh, Detroit. You know, the Jazz have a few pieces. Mike Conley Jr., uh, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, who a lot of contenders uh, are talking to, uh, including the Lakers. So, Canty, here is the reported three-team trade that's being discussed. It's the Lakers, Lakers, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. And again, this is not done or anything like that. Just uh, what's possibly being discussed. D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, and Mike Conley. uh, D'Lo to L.A., Westbrook to the Jazz along with a first-round pick, and Conley to the Wolves. An expiring contract with Russ, and you have to atta- you have to attach one of those first round picks to it. That's how bad. So hold it's on. So the Russ. Lakers are sending Russell Westbrook in a first round pick to the Jazz, uh, unless somehow the Timberwolves are sending the pick in here. That's not clear, but it does not look like that's the case. Yeah, because that's the thing that's a little bit surprising to me because Russ's contract it's forty seven million dollars. So a team that will be taking that on would essentially clear that amount of cap going into the summer. That's valuable at this point, Carlin. But the Russ contract was a net negative because you didn't necessarily love the player and you didn't love the money, but but now it's valuable because it allows you to clear that amount of cap space, which would be huge. I I didn't know that you would have to attach a first-round draft pick to. I thought that the Lakers didn't want to go down that road, and certainly if you didn't do it this past summer or summers prior, why would you do that now? Well, here's the Connolly contract. If it is coming from the T-Wolves, it's uh, partially guaranteed for next year. It's $24 million, 14 of which right now is guaranteed, and it becomes fully guaranteed after the NBA draft this year. Oh, so, so he'll never see that money. You wouldn't think so. <laughs> no, he'll never see. Mike Conley will never see that money. <laughs> no, you wouldn't think so. You can take that partially guaranteed. What is that? You get the $14 million, not getting yeah, the 24 Yeah, yeah you, can go, you can go on about your business, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I think with hey, I'm, all... I'm on board as long as the Lakers aren't giving up draft picks. If you didn't give up draft picks before, don't give them up now. Don't, don't, there's no reason to give them up now. Uh, I mean, right now the Lakers are 13th in the Western Conference. Now, there is a little bit of a logjam that that whole 7 through, you know, 7 through 13 is all right within three games, three or four games of each other. So it's not crazy, but I would say I just, I don't know, Carl, and just the way that this team looks doesn't feel like they're capable of being able to go on a deep playoff run, even if they do add a player like D'Angelo Russell. Look, I think if you add D'Lo, is there a chance that you can... Can you win a playoff series? Yes. 
If you yes. add D-Lo, you can win a playoff series. Do yes. I look at them as the favorite to get to the Western Conference Finals? No. 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 Absolutely no. not. No, but I, I will say this. If you add D'Angelo Russell, and you see you give yourself a little bit of a puncher's chance this year, and then in the offseason, you, you talk about going after Kyrie Irving. I, I think that's the plan. I think that's what you have to kind of – you work off of. I think that's a great approach, and that's something that can appease LeBron in the short term, and we know once the summer gets here, you're going to have more options. I like the plan, as long as you don't give up a draft pick. So one last time, I'm going to read into something, okay? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. What about the fact that AD did not stand up last night? Oh. And it's obvious to everyone, it, it's so out there that all you can help to do is to recognize it. I don't know what the beef is there, but is there a chance, and I'm going to talk about in the next 24 hours because I don't expect that, but is there a chance that AD at the end of the year is the guy who's actually gone? <sighs> You'll find somebody to take him. I, I will say this. I don't hate it. As yeah. a Lakers fan, I don't hate it. I know it. you don't. When, when, when is his value going to be higher than what it is right now? It's not. That's it's why, not. like, if it actually came up tomorrow, yeah, I, I may not give him more time to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my thing. Like, I, I just <laughs> Anthony Davis was supposed to be the guy to take the mantle from LeBron James once LeBron got into the twilight of his career, and Anthony Davis being around only makes it more heavy lifting for LeBron because he's never in the lineup. So, I mean, he's a nice player to have when he's available. The only problem is he's not available nearly often enough and allow the Lakers to contend at a high level. So I don't have a problem with them moving AD, especially if he's going to make himself a problem or a spectacle in a moment where everybody is celebrating LeBron James. Carlin, he had to go out of his way not to stand up. Everybody in the damn arena stood up. Why would you not stand up and give an ovation to LeBron James? You're whether trying, you to, like you're him trying or not, to get a message across. But, but Carlin, whether you like him or not, you have to respect the game. This guy just passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and took a scoring record that stood for nearly Fancy. four decades. It's it's infantile. It's petty. I don't care how you but feel about not, it. But here's the thing, Carl. It's Carla, so it's dumb. Not, it's not just an affront to LeBron. It's disrespectful to the game of yes, basketball. Yes, it is. Absolutely. That's the part, like, to me, that's... That, that's the bigger part. That's what I'm saying. The game the game has been good to Anthony Davis now. When you start looking at the career earnings for Anthony Davis, the game been good to you, dog. Let's like, start give counting some up respect. what he's made per minute play. I guarantee respect. it'll That's what I'm saying. Just give attention. some respect back to the game by standing up and celebrating Kareem and celebrating LeBron. And it just so happens that one of your guy, one of those guys is your current teammate. So, Kenty, um, speaking of respecting the game, well, I shouldn't say that. But speaking of respecting and the lack of respect for our intelligence, okay. how about our guy Aaron Rodgers yesterday? Oh, I mean, boy. You know what? We're, we're going to have to – big fella, I, yeah. I, I know we want to get into it. We're going to have to tease this over to the next segment because I, I, I need some time with this. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to give me some time with Aaron Rodgers now. I need some time. And if you remember the last time that Aaron Rodgers did something like this, it got us thinking a little bit. And, you know, we started – uh, a little game called uh, Who Said It, Aaron Rodgers or the Dalai Lama? Well, with a darkness retreat, let's just say, got us thinking again. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Season is on the line on this play. Jared Goff, empty shotgun, takes a snap, fires right side, got his man, and that will do it. That's the season, boys and girls. I think it's going to be important to get through this week, to take my uh, you know my isolation retreat, just to be able to contemplate all things in my future. And What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave? It's four nights of complete uh, darkness. It's a darkness retreat. A darkness retreat. <laughs> this is not what Bruce was writing about, Kenty. A darkness retreat where you sit in the darkness for four consecutive days. And that is somehow supposed to be clarifying for you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance, also on Sirius XM Channel 80. I heard Darkness Retreat yesterday, and I just shook my head. I wasn't surprised at all. It's nothing new. It's certainly something that I would completely expect from Aaron Rodgers to be going and doing. And the only thing missing from it is ayahuasca as he's trying to make his decision, can't he? Going to sit yeah. in the dark for four days. Four days? Four days. Nah, let me tell you what I'm not going to do, Carlin. Sit <laughs> in the dark for four days. Not going to happen. <laughs> Only time I sat in the dark for four days is when we had Hurricane Sandy come through, and that's just because I had to make sure that nobody was looting my house. You didn't do it by choice. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Aaron Rodgers is doing that by choice. I mean, you know... Mitchell Schwartz was the former offensive lineman was criticizing him on Twitter. And he said, well, you should be curious and not judgmental. So all he's doing now is quoting Ted Lasso when he says that Mm -hmm. we've gotten to that point. But Canty, um, last week, you know, we got into the whole thing with Aaron and his sayings and how it often gets a little bit cloudy as to whether Aaron said it or well, the Dalai Lama said it. So we played a little game in and around that. Who said it? Aaron Rodgers or the Dalai Lama? Which today is the favorite game that we've ever played on this show. It's up Just there. So you no, know. it's up no, there. No, I appreciate it's my, it's that. It's my favorite game. It's my favorite okay. game. Yeah, well, let's see if we can Aaron top Rogers that today. Aaron Rodgers or the Dalai Lama. It's my favorite. I want to see if we can top that today. 
You got something else for me? I do. What we got? Well, the darkness retreat. Well, of course, you're, where are you going to do that? You're going to do that at like one of those hippie wellness centers, right? Yeah. Where they have all kinds of weird I experience. imagine the same place that serves up the ayahuasca. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if this is happening in Peru. It might be. Okay. But I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go online and I'm going to look up at what some of those experiences are. And I'm going to make you guess whether it's real or just some crap that I made up. Okay. I love it. I love <laughs> right. the game. I love the, I love the premise of it. Now let's see if you can execute. Well, that's, that's always what we're curious about, isn't it? Yes. Well, let's find out. All right, Canty, I'm going to give you the name and a brief description of an experience that you could have that might lead to self-enlightenment, like it did for Aaron Rodgers. And you tell me if it's real or just some crap. All right? All right, let's do it. Canty, noble silence, a process in which we unite three aspects of our being, body, speech, and mind. Is that real or crap? Can you say it again? Noble silence, mm-hmm. a process in which we unite three aspects of our being, body, speech, and mind. That's real, because I don't think you're creative enough to make it up. That's correct. Yes! I am not creative enough to make that up. That is real. <laughs> Next, Canty. The anger release circle. Learn to let go with the help of others as you bond through the molting of inner malice. Is it real or crap? Oh, that's a Carlin special. That's crap. No, that, I'm what? sorry. That is correct. Oh, I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I fat-handed that one. You did fat-hand that one, which is not uncommon on our show. Next. It is not. It is not. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cascade of the Stream. It is a flushing of the system that alleviates the effects of uromycetosis. Cascade of the screen, stream, a flushing of the system that alleviates the effects of uromycetosis. Real or crap? Well, I don't think you could spell uromycetosis, so I'm going to say real. That is crap! <laughs> that is crap? Okay. Is uromycetosis is something from Seinfeld? <laughs> Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's All right, Canty. The Himalayan Cryo Flow, which is a fusion of meditation, breath work, cryo mantra, and flow postures. Real or crap? Real. That is yes. correct. Here we go. Back it's on track. Fo- it is a form of yoga. Back All on right, track. All right, Canty. Is this real or crap? Sound alchemy. Ultimate union of sound, healing, arts, and science come together to transform your body and mind. Real or crap? That feels real, so I'm going to go real, but I'm not saying it with my chest. That is correct. Sound Sound alchemy. alchemy. I would actually be interested in trying some sound alchemy. I mean, after doing a week's worth of radio shows with you, I think I might need some sound alchemy. You certainly would need the healing, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Canty. How okay. many more? You want one or two more? No, let's keep going, man. This is fun. All, All right. right. Submerged meditation. Submerged meditation. Focus with the breath in meditation with intermittent inhale-exhale exercises in a wellness pool. Real or crap? 
submerged meditation. So that means you're underwater and you're focused on meditating? Well, this, this, I'm just reading what it said here. Focus with the breath and meditation with intermittent inhale-exhale exercises in a wellness pool. If I'm it, underwater, I'm trying to breathe, so I don't know if I can focus on meditating. That doesn't make sense. I, I'm going to go crap. Correct! That is yes. crap. Exactly. It didn't make I sense. Com- like, I completely wait, made that up. Yes. <laughs> Canty. What's up? Slow flow and gong bath. Slow flow and gong bath. Move to the beat of your own soul as you explore inner strength and end your journey with a deeply grounding gong bath. Real or crap? Gong bath? A gong bath. You know what? I... That is one of those strange ones. It's so strange, it probably is true, so I'm going to go real. You are rolling right now. I, it's just, it's so, a gong bath. I just, it sounds strange. It sounds ridiculous. It's so outlandish that I don't even think you can get there to the point where you make it up. Mindful mixology. Last one here. Mindful Mixology. Okay. It is a zero deprivation approach that allows you to use Southwestern inspired, sustainable local produce to craft your cocktails. Mindful mixology. Real or crap? Crap. No. That's real? That's real. Mindful mixology. So you're literally getting buzzed to be more mindful? Correct. A zero deprivation approach that allows you to use Southwestern inspired, sustainable local produce to craft your cocktails. It sounds like I did a lot of that in college. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff that my teammates were bringing out of the mountains of Virginia. That sounds like that sounds like a moonshine special, Carlin. We have mindful, a mindful mixology kegger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I didn't know there was an actual name for it. Got it. Mindful, mindful mixology. mixology. We have go. more. Maybe we'll play a little bit more later Wh- on. Which will lead to a mindless hangover the next morning. <laughs> I believe mindful mixology involves Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Mogan David. Yeah, exactly. Canty and Carlin. Best bargain there is. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. But can I hit the right buzzer? Can I hit the buzz correctly? Uh, I'm disappointed that we didn't have the ding, ding, ding. Oh, we have it. I'm disappointed. There we go. I'll use that next time. I think we can play a little bit more later on. I have a few more for you. Okay. That's a fun game. That was fun. That that was that's right up there with the Dalai Lama or Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty damn good. I I think it would have been better if I could have gotten the the buzzers right. Yeah. That was a bad job by you fat handed it. Yeah, well, that's nothing new there. That's what happens when you have fat hands. You have fat hands. There you go. Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. What do we like to do, Canty? We like to make people money. We do that next. Aaron Dolan with the Super Bowl bets you didn't even consider looking at on the way in just moments on ESPN Radio. Real or crap? (laughs) Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. They can't get over what the lines are looking like in this game. It's amazing. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Here to help us sort through it and hopefully make you some money, Erin Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. She joins us right now. Erin, it's Canty and Carlin. We appreciate it as always. And I'm curious as to what has caught your attention with the lines this week as we have gotten closer to game time. As we've gotten closer to game time, I know the lines come back down a little bit in favor of the Chiefs. So the Eagles right now laying a point and a half, and then obviously you have the money line, which the Eagles are currently minus 125. And the total, I saw it as high as 51 and a half this morning on Caesars. It's come down slightly again to 51, but the Lions have really been favoriting the over, which is not surprising. It continues to move up and down a little bit, but typically moving on the upward swing. And closer to kickoff, I do expect that to probably be higher at 51 and a half, 52. But personally in this one, I feel like I just have to take the Eagles on the money line because the spread is so short. I know you're laying juice and people don't really like that, but it's minus 125. It's not a ton, and I just think the Eagles are better equipped on offense and defense compared to the Chiefs' defense, which hasn't really been that great as of recently. So that's kind of how I would look at the game script in terms of the regular traditional markets. Then, of course, we just have thousands and thousands of player props to dive into. Aaron, when isolating the spread, I know a lot of people can look at first-half scoring margin or first-half differential, Mm -hmm. and and the Philadelphia Eagles have been the best team in terms of point differential in the first half in the regular season. They were plus 121. So is there a specific aspect of the spread when it comes to isolating portions of the game, whether it's a quarter or with specific half, based on the game script that you anticipate playing out? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. This is the only time I feel like in the first half in which I will say the Eagles had a very easy schedule. I don't like to just throw that around because obviously it is pertinent to the conversation, but at the same time in the first half, they have been so good, but they also haven't really faced an offense that is as explosive as the Chiefs. And you got two of the top teams in the first half point-wise going against each other. So the Eagles are averaging 18 points in the first half. The Chiefs are averaging 16. So they're really neck and neck. I do think the Eagles should be up in the first half or they need to be in order to win because they're not a great second-half team. So you could always look at the first half spread and take that. I would just take the Eagles on the money line because the spread is so short. But as always, you can really isolate things for the first quarter or first half and I just the, my only fear in this game really is that the Eagles have not faced offense like this. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know the Eagles' defense is so good, and I expect mm-hmm. them to be great in this one. Really pressure Patrick Mahomes, which we we'll get into in a minute. 
But I think in the first half, you can't just think it's, you know, definitely Eagles 100% because they've been so good, just because that schedule has been so lax. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, joining us. All right, prop bets, what do you like? All right, so on the Eagles side, I'd like Jalen Hurts to go over 31 and a half passing attempts. He's averaged 31 passing attempts during the regular season, but failed to hit over this in both playoff games. But you have to keep in mind, uh, they've outscored opponents 69 to 14 so far in the playoffs. I think this Chiefs secondary is weak. Uh, they've allowed a 54.5 QBR to opposing quarterbacks, which is the third worst mark in the league, including the postseason. So I do see Jalen Hurts really throwing the ball in this game. And again, this is passing attempts, not passing completions, but do or die situation. I think he relies on his wide receiver core or tight end, I should say, in Dallas Goddard. So I do like him over passing attempts. And then I also, um, the fun little one, Jalen Hurts to throw a touchdown pass in the first quarter. That's plus 215. The Eagles have scored a league high 62 points on opening drives in the regular season and have scored on an opening drive touchdown in each playoff game. So that's just a fun little one for you there. And then Kenneth Gainwell to go under 19 and a half rushing yards. He absolutely crushed this number in both postseason games so far. But again, the Eagles decided to run the ball in the second half of games because they went up so much. This time, I think it will be a different situation, and Gainwell will go under 19 and a half rushing yards. The ads for the Chiefs on that side of the ball. I'm going Kelsey touchdown. I know this is not a fun mm. one. Everyone thinks this is going to happen, but I still think. Even though everyone thinks it's going to happen, it should happen. He's had a career-high 12 touchdowns during the regular season, three touchdowns so far in the postseason, 15 touchdowns in 18 career playoff games. And Patrick Mahomes has really relied on tight ends and running backs since losing Tyreek Hill. On top of that, my favorite bet, honestly, of the entire Super Bowl is Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception. This man, wow. he's going to. In two Super Bowl appearances, he has thrown a total of four picks, at least two, um, both of those games. So I think considering he's going to be pressured by that Eagles defense. It's going to be really tough for him. He's going to want to get the ball out really quickly. It's going to be a fast-paced style game. I just think the Eagles have enough in them defensively to make him throw at least one pick. I mean, they had 17 defensive interceptions during the regular season, which was tied for the third-best mark in the league. Mahomes is going to throw the ball the entire game. It's just likely that he'll at least throw one interception. Aaron, great stuff. Appreciate the insight. Thanks. Yes, thank you, guys. I, I got to tell you, I like the Mahomes pick one, too. Yeah, I like the Mahomes pick one. I actually like Hurts over 31.5 passing attempts, and I would piggyback that, Carlin, with going over 241.5 passing yards. You got to think, some of them passing attempts, they're going to be some explosive pass plays down the field, if, especially when looking at his body of work. I, I, I might go under 292 yards on Mahomes passing. That is sacrilege. Mm. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.